from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. On the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning while it was still dark and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and told them, they have taken the Lord from the tomb, and we don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciple went out and came to the tomb. They both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first. He bent down and saw the burial cloths there, but did not go in. When Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb and saw the burial cloths there, and the cloth that had covered his head, not with the burial cloth, but rolled up in a separate place. Then the other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first, and he saw and believed. For they did not yet understand the scripture, that he had to rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord has truly risen. My brothers and sisters, happy Easter. All right, great, got a response, it's a good crowd. So, you know, it, it's one of those things that from, from darkness to light, right? From darkness to light, from, from death to new life, from the tomb to new life and the radiant glory of God's life, every year, all of creation we recognize has been redeemed. As you woke up this morning, we woke up from the darkness into the light of a new day. As you came into the church, you probably saw these trees fully in bloom, right? We see this every time. We're reminded of the evidence each spring that new life has emerged. Yet, not every day is a happy day. Even in our sadness, even in the darker days of our life, even when natural disaster strikes, we reach out, we look out, and all seems lost. All of humanity grasps for evidence left behind, the remnants and evidence of hope. And for myself, when I went to the Holy Land a number of years ago, we enter in and you walk the road 
that Christ walked to Calvary. Albeit now modernized and, and changed in many ways, but when that sadness sinks in, you're, you're looking for a place to find the resurrection. And for me, we are able to see an exhibit on the Shroud of Turin, the alleged burial cloths of Christ that were discovered in the late Middle Ages. And these same cloths gave me a glimpse into why these cloths left behind in today's gospel can in fact be evidence of hope for Christians of all time. Because it was that cloth that allowed John to believe that the Lord had risen, that all that the Lord had proclaimed, all that the Lord had predicted had come true. Yet, still, as the gospel ended today, Peter and John did not fully understand what that meant. Is that not true for all of us? right? We may have a belief and we, we may know that the Lord is resurrected, but what does that actually mean for us? We all experience the fact that, that we go from the death of winter to the newness of spring, but what does that really change other than us spending more time outdoors? Yes, we, we acknowledge that Christ has died and that, that he's calling us to this new life, but, but where do we begin? Where do we begin to grapple with the very truth of this Reality, And I believe that the Shroud of Turin, these garments, these burial cloths left behind by Christ, are the important piece not only for John's belief, but they can be an important piece for all of us in our own certainty of Jesus Christ and the new life that he calls us to at Easter. Because you see that this burial cloth, as the scientists observed, was not painted the image that was on this cloth was not absorbed into the layers of this cloth. Rather, they discovered that it was literally burned into the two top microfiber layers of this cloth. The edges that would have touched the body of Jesus Christ. And it was burned in by a source that is scientifically unexplainable because we've only now, in recent decades been able to get anywhere close to the strength of that radiation. And it wasn't a strength, it wasn't a radiation that burned, but it was so sudden that it simply left the image on there. It didn't destroy the cloth, it left the image on there. The radiance of God's love, which needs no scientific explanation, was burned into this shroud and it continues to dispel the darkness and the sadness of our own lives and it burns into our hearts through the waters of baptism our new identity of the risen Christ impressed upon our very heart. The new image of God is formed. A new life is created and the glory of God, which is man fully alive, is able to be achieved by receiving of this eternal gift given as we know and we just remembered at the Last Supper a love that wasn't just given in a poetic sense, but a love that was truly fulfilled for us on the cross. And when all seemed lost, when all seemed relegated to that time, Christ resurrected from the dead so that even today we could receive the very light which pierced the darkness of that Easter morning. For just as the shroud was burnt in a way that transcended physical laws, we as Catholic Christians know that in the Eucharist, the Lord transcends all of human mystery 
to bring us his very body, blood, soul, and divinity, to transcend time and eternity, and to give us a glimpse into our own immortality. Because it is here, at this altar, where Christ's life enters and burns his image upon us, like that burial cloth. And it's here, where after Mass, when we go forth today, and we are sent forth with the great glory and the glorious acclamation of the Alleluia, we are sent to ourselves become that shroud of Turin, that piece of evidence amidst the darkness of the world that Christianity isn't just an ideology, no. It is a reality of a relationship with our Savior. With his image burned upon our hearts, we give evidence to those who live in sin and darkness. We ourselves recognize when we ourselves fall that the Lord has come to sanctify us and to glorify us, to heal us, by the power of his cross and the sacrament of confession to give us his body, blood, soul, and divinity so that we can be hope for the world. My brothers and sisters, the light of Christ must be burned into our hearts through the Eucharist so we can no longer live, we no longer have to live in brokenness, but in the light. In our weekly, worldly reception of the Eucharist, it prepares us to even in our brokenness, just as Jesus Christ was broken, to radiate the love of him who rose from the dead. A love that never fails. A love that is constantly yearning to renew the hearts of all mankind. And this is why, as we heard in our second reading today, as St. Paul says, we celebrate that the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth has come into our midst. This is a truth that will set us in the world ablaze, not to destroy us, but rather to leave the impression of the very life we are meant to live in the first place, a life in union with God. Christ's apostles recognized him in the breaking of the bread. And so as we ourselves look for evidence, let us not look further than the Eucharist, because it is here, at this Mass, at every Mass, where we get the opportunity to encounter that very evidence of God's love, filled with Christ's Easter joy and our true worship of him, it's where we run to the tomb. It's when we run to this altar to greet him with a joy that is unmatched by anything the world can offer. So just as the Shroud of Turin, that burial cloth, was enough to stir to belief, John, the beloved disciple, so too, we must become that shroud of Turin. We must let Jesus Christ burn his image upon our hearts so that we may be set ablaze with the glory of God, the light who continues to pierce the darkness, the Easter light who continues to shine, who never fades, the Easter glory of Jesus Christ given to us in the Eucharist. This is where we receive new life. This is where we encounter the risen Lord, and this is where we taste the glory of eternity.